Welcome to today's episode of Retail Initiative. I am stoked. Uh, honestly, it's a weird thing to be stoked about because I, wa I want to talk about the recession. Uh, I think if you've been living under a rock, maybe you haven't heard about it, but for everyone else, uh, it's kind of everywhere right now. And so as a retailer, what does it look like to really not even just survive, but actually let this be a season of growth. And so that's what I want to dive into. Uh, if you're listening, I'm going to dive into the theme. If you're watching on YouTube, then we will get uh, straight into the episode. The rules of retail are changing. One by one, corporate retailers are closing their doors and some call it the death of retail. But those rules never apply to independent retailers like us. We're writing our own rules. We're here to answer the questions about how to grow your business, stay competitive, and still have a life. I'm Josh Orr, and this is the Retail Initiative Podcast. So I'm sure you've heard on the news, there's quite a bit of talk, quite a bit of a talk about this idea of a recession, that our economy isn't growing and, uh, you know, whether it be gas prices or whatever. Um, and and I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I, I think if you look at all the writings on the wall, that's where we're headed. Um, but... Here's the other part of this. Honestly, like I'm not that scared. Uh, I was at a conference uh, last week. I I'm terrible with time. Uh, I have been ever since COVID started uh, with the Wizbang Group and Bob Nagan. Uh, he was quoting the founders of Amway, saying like, "Yes, I heard about your recession. I just chose not to participate, or I choose not to participate." Uh, and I think that's a cool thing that we get the opportunity opportunity to do. But I know that it's like, okay, well, it's your surroundings. You can't just not participate. That's like saying I choose not to partic participate in a hurricane coming. Like, okay, well, you choose not to participate. It's going to hit your house. I live in Houston, and so hurricanes are still a sensitive subject, as you might guess, although I was blessed to be totally fine there. That's a side note. Anyway, what does that mean? If we say, okay, but I choose not to participate, does that mean that we ignore the recession and just act like nothing's going on and do business as usual, um, kind of, but I would say that would be, generally speaking, that's a mistake. So what do we do? Well, I think a lot of it comes down to this idea. Um, I first heard this from one of my mentors, Taylor Welch. He said that the things you blame are the things that you give control. If you're a note taker and you're at a place where you can take notes, I would write that down. The things you blame are the things you give control. If you're in a marriage and you blame your spouse for the problems in your marriage, your marriage can't get better until they do. If you blame COVID for your business problems, then your business can't get better until COVID goes away. You see how that it gives total control to that. But instead, if we can say, hey, the, they, there is this massive actual issue with COVID, but regardless, like it's my responsibility to have been reaching my customers in mul through multiple channels. That was my responsibility and I didn't live up to it. But guess what? I now have something I can do about it. So you, you can't, what we don't want to do is give control of our lives, of our business to an outside economic circumstance. We don't want to give control of our business or our life to an outside economic circumstance. We can't control the things around us. We can't control our circumstances. Uh, Jim Rohn would say that we can't control the air that hits our sails, but we can control the set of the sail, the angle of the sail, 
can dictate how fast you go. We all have the same wind, but what we have control over is the set of the sail. So what would setting a sail that is going to allow us to grow over these next few years, what would that look like? Well, I think it's going to be a few things. So number one, you want to control your inputs. You want to control the things that you let impact your mind. Um, It's funny. I don't know if you've ever heard about this idea called the law of mirrors. The law of mirrors says that like those things that you think, um, okay, you kind of project onto other people and they will do the same thing. An example of this was, I remember when I was going through sales training, um, I used to always think like, oh, you really shouldn't make big decisions in one phone call. And then I was surprised when people weren't deciding to move forward with me in one phone call. Well, I was projecting that view onto people that otherwise might have decided uh, to make a big, a big impact in their own business. I was projecting something onto other people and it was really impacting their attitude. And so if you're saying, hey, gas prices are really high and people just aren't buying clothes, well, guess what? People around you are not going to buy clothes because we're kind of we kind of project that onto them. And, and you could say that you're impacting their behavior or you can say that uh, you are going to start changing your own behavior and that will change theirs. I don't really know. Um, but what I do know um, is that the way that we think, if we are scared, other people are going to be scared. And the, one of the easiest ways to uh, kind of get out of that funk is to control the things that you let impact your mind. So this could be friendships. If you have friends that are constantly pushing you towards fear, maybe that means you need to control your time with them. Maybe that means you need to, I'm not saying like end the friendship or cut these people from your life, but I am saying that you want to limit the ability that you let them speak into their life. Um, Your news cycles, find news that, yes, you want to know what's going on in the world, but do we need to know about every possible reason why we have to be scared? Every time gas prices increase, like, look, these things are going to be there But if we just keep it in the front of our mind, it's going to be really difficult to control our mindset. And I think our mindset is going to be the most important thing over the next few years. So number one, control your inputs. Number two, invest in yourself. One of the first things that people tend to do uh, when things get hard is we pull back on our investments. And that's understandable. We don't want to be wasting a bunch of money on things during a time when we don't know, is that money going to come back? Um, But I think that the money that you spend on yourself is one of the most important investments that you can make. And so there are two ways that you can do this. Um, The first is get a library card. And I'm not kidding here. I'm not um, making that to be a bad option. Get a library card and read. And there are two types of things that I would be reading right now. Uh, I would be reading a some sort of biography or story around people that have done well in previous recessions. We want to learn like, okay, there were other times the economy was really bad, but people still grew. People still thrived. What was it? What was it about them? And then I would identify some like tactical problem that you are facing right now and learn and read about that, whether it be through podcasts or books or whatever, but you can get this stuff for free. This isn't courses or any of that. I'm talking free things. So when I say invest, sometimes that's financially and sometimes that's in time. Um, But don't pull back on doing that uh, because I think that's going to be a huge mistake. Uh, The interesting thing is that the people that invest in themselves in the middle of winter 
when spring comes, what happens? Real growth happens. And then in summer, you have this huge harvest. But the people that don't invest in themselves through the winter, spring comes and we wonder why all these things didn't grow. So consider that. Invest in yourself through your through free things like a library card and those kind of resources. And second, I do think that one of the fastest ways that you can do it is through things like courses from things people from people who have been where they are. Sorry, people that are further along than you that can look back and say, hey, look out for this, watch out for this, kind of like airplanes do, right? Um, and so those two things, you can look for free at the library, or you can go a little bit faster and do things like courses. Um, and then third, continue to invest in growth. A lot of times we don't have expense problems, we have revenue problems. Again, we don't have expense problems, we have revenue problems. We need to make sure that we are not just asking the question, where can I cut expenses? But we also need to ask the question, where can we find rooms for, room for growth? And we want to, I, I get cutting expenses. You want to trim fat wherever needed. Don't spend in a stupid way going into a recession, but we can say, okay, where can we cut? But where can we make room for growth and continue to invest in activity, whether it be in your time, but really your money into things that grow? Don't pull back on your advertising. You can say what advertising is most effective and how can we double down there, um, but don't pull back on those things. So you want to, again, control your input, though your mindset in all of the this area in this whole next few years is going to be beyond important. Invest in yourself through a library card and through things like courses and the way you educate uh, how you do what you do. It's so important. And then third, invest in growth. Don't just cut, uh, but you also want to make sure that we are doing the things that are going to be needed for us to grow. Uh, this one was a little bit of a brainy one. I hope that it was encouraging for you because to be honest, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful about where we're headed. Uh, I think that those of us that uh, stay committed to the process that um, don't shrink back in fear, but really continue to dive into serving our customers, serving our people. I think that the market's going to reward us because there are people that need you. It's not just your family. It's not just your, your, your team. The world needs what you're bringing. And, and I hope that this show can be an encouragement for you to show up again and again and again. Figure out what's working, stop what's not, and uh, continue serving your people well. So thanks for listening, and I will see you next time. Before you go, I don't know if you're anything like the retailers that I talk to, but a lot feel like growing online sales is like running on a hamster wheel, uh, where you're running and you're running and you're running, but you're not gaining the traction that you'd hope. And yet some make it look really, really easy. And what is it about those people? Uh, well, after working with over 250 retailers to grow their online sales, I've put together the five key strategies of seven-figure retail, uh, all in a free on-demand training that as a listener of this show, I'd love to offer you. Uh, you can get access to this exclusive training at secretsofretail.com slash podcast. Again, that's secretsofretail.com slash podcast. See you there.